AC Parent Podcast, a resource aimed to equip, encourage, and exhort families at McLean Bible Church. We hope this is a helpful resource as you shepherd your children for the glory of God. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, everyone. We are joined by Todd Peters, one of our campus pastors who serves at the church. Todd, thank you so much for jumping on here and joining us. Yeah, it's great to be here. If you don't know, Todd has a a pretty impressive resume, but I think one of the top things that impresses is his time serving as a student pastor, actually, in The Rock. Todd, how long were you a student pastor for? I was a student pastor of McLean for about three and a half years. And obviously, before jumping into doing student ministry, uh, what were you up to? Well, I had just wrapped up 26 years serving as a Navy SEAL, and so that was a pretty good adventure in itself. And along the way, also being a dad of uh, one boy and two girls and watching them grow up also. So you were, needless to say, very, very prepared for student ministry and nothing was getting by you. <laughs> that was kind of the joke. People asked me, what are you going to do after the military? And I said, I, I need to find something more dangerous. And so that's what led <laughs> student ministry. Student ministry is definitely it. Well, we are going to be talking today about the whole idea of discipleship beginning in the home and parents as the primary disciplers. And uh, as we get into this topic, why is this such an important topic to talk about? It's a good question. Uh, It's important because if you don't have a goal, how are you going to get there? It's kind of like in the military. If you don't have a destination, how in the world are you going to get there? And so if we're not thinking about discipling our sons and daughters, uh, then we're not going to have a plan. And so the goal, uh, in my opinion, and reading God's word, really everything's based off of Deuteronomy 6 for my wife and I, when we did parenting. And it was uh, to teach our children uh, to love the Lord their God with you know all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their might, and so that that was our goal. Uh, and and obviously, you know, disclaimer for all the parents listening: we had epic failures along the way, mm-hmm. uh, but our goal was to help our children know who God was. Yeah, and I think as you even talk about that verse, you see such an imperative for the parents. I mean, there's a lot of home language in there. I mean it. It talks about on the the doorposts and visible for your kids to see. So um, a really pivotal verse when using. Chris, what about for you when you think about the importance of this area? Yeah, I I think it, this is one of the classic things we, we learn and talk about in, in the student ministry world is while we love partnering with families and love working with students, um, you know, the, the big picture is that their time in youth ministry and their time at church is so small, relatively speaking to the amount of time that they have in the home. And so while we love to push them and push students along the way, when it comes to an overview of discipleship, you know, the the time in church is just a too small percentage for that to be the only um, avenue for them to really be encouraged and discipled. And so while we want to be partners with families, um, we try to encourage families that, the main role is is kind of falling on you, and, and that's okay. That's a good thing because you've got so much time with them, and we want to equip and help you do that. But as Todd mentioned, I think just having a goal and having a framework as a family of 
okay, we're just going to help them. These are some things we can do is really helpful. Uh, I would inject there too, Chris and I, we did ministry side by side. And one of the things we really tried to encourage parents and remind them is that they have the lion's share and mm-hmm. discipling their kids. I mean, they were like 95% of the equation and we were 5% at best. And so for the moms and dads listening, obviously this puts a little burden on you, uh, more burden on you raising your kids than for us in ministry. But I would say that you can also be strategic in who those 5% voices are. And Nancy and I benefited greatly from um, men and women who were volunteers in student ministry come alongside our kids and really saying the same thing we were. It was just a different voice. So Todd, as we think about this, there's different parents that are listening to this, maybe some who are doing really well at this and can be served well by just encouragement, but maybe some who are looking at this and saying, this is definitely an area I need I need strength and work in. How would you encourage or speak towards them and, and thinking through like, where do I start? What, what should I have as the goal for these kids when I'm discipling them? Like, how do I go about taking this back into the home? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, I think through experience, I would say it's all based off of relationship. And so if you don't have a relationship with your son or daughter, I would encourage you to start there. And then really looking again towards uh, God's word here in Deuteronomy 6, you know, tells us uh, to teach them diligently. And this word uh, really means uh, to sharpen in Hebrew. And so it's a process of doing it over and over. And that's why it talks about when we're sitting in our house, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, when we rise, uh, we're, we're really trying to show them uh, who God is. But I would say don't nuke it and, and think simpler in that you know, share a meal with them and find out what's uh, interesting to your kids. A lot of times our teens withdraw and it's up to us as the parents to build that bridge and to keep that relationship going. It may mean a scheduled time if you have a big family uh, to where you're one-on-one with one of those kids. I know uh, I tried to do my best. I traveled a lot, but when I was home, even simple things like going to the grocery store, I tried to never go alone. I always took one of the kids with me, even when they're teenagers, like, Hey, let's go to the store. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, a sermon or uh, some big object lesson taking place, but it was just checking on them and, and seeing what they were interested about. So I would emphasize, build that relationship because it's not if trouble comes, it's when trouble comes. And if you have that relationship, they're going to come to you and then you can point them to the word. And each one of my kids told me that the gospel uh, just seemed more real uh, when they needed to be forgiven at some point uh, in our home. And so I would encourage you uh, to to definitely, you know, do just that, you know, to build that relationship and show them what the gospel looks like. That's so good. And I think what you said is so, it's so strong in terms of starting simpler and thinking just a meal, uh, I know if we were to do a survey of maybe even potentially Christian families, let's just start there, not even uh, hone in on our church. And you think about the hours of time spent around the table, even. Uh, It's one of those things kind of, I think, through the modern family. It's like you got a kid eating over here in front of a TV and another kid over here on their phone. And maybe mom is working and eating while she's doing it and dad's upstairs working and eating it. The table, even the central place for the family has oftentimes been, uh, 
abandon. And so I think what you said is really strong of, of just maybe planning out a meal together and, and using that time to talk constructively. What are some ways for you and Nancy? Cause as I think through, uh, you got two girls serving in ministry, loving the Lord, uh, your son loving the Lord. I know in a Bible study with him and, and just, I'm personally encouraged in my parenting, knowing there's hope, like, these kids love the Lord. What are some things that you and Nancy did with your kids to to just try and help? I know you talked about grocery store runs and things like that, but just to instill a love for Jesus. Yeah, another good question. I I would say one, it's it's understanding each one of your children. They're distinct, so you can't necessarily uh, treat each one the same. And so, for instance, my son, you know, he had a taste for adventure. And so I was always trying to find fun things for us to do outside in creation. Uh, he wasn't so much interested in fishing or hunting. He just wanted to go climb something and have risk in his life. And, <laughs> and that's kind of a normal boy thing to do. And so yeah. really trying to create those avenues uh, where we could just do things together like that. Uh, my middle uh, child, you know, she loved art and music. And so we did those things together. You know, we'd play Snoopy on the piano or whatever. And just, again, building those relationships. Uh, maybe it was painting something or drawing. And then my youngest, she was my fishing buddy. Uh, I would come home and she would have her waders on and my waders in her hands. And that was a pretty good indicator that we were going fishing. And uh, there's a country song that says she thinks we're just fishing. And again, you know, I would say when we were down by the river, we were living out Deuteronomy six. Uh, we just got to talk about so many other things. And so uh, I would also encourage parents. A lot of times they're asking me uh, and other youth pastors, you know, what's a good book uh, that I could disciple my kids with. And I would say, you probably already own it. It's called the Bible. <laughs> I don't mean to state the obvious, but you know, just do pick any reading plan and just read the Bible together because the Bible's going to bring up, great discussion, and it's going to really bring up uh, what needs to be discussed. And so I think it's a great model to disciple our uh, boys and girls uh, to know who Jesus is. Yeah, that's a great point. What what just reminds me, Caleb, of uh, as Todd was talking through, one of the things I loved that you just see the intentionality, Todd, that you Mm -hmm. had with each of your students, or each students, uh, I think they're your children, I guess. Sorry, we call them (laughs) students in our world. Um, but I love the intentionality of, as you were saying, just kind of getting to, to know, okay, how do they connect with God? How do they connect just in general and building the relational aspect? And what sometimes we tell parents like, uh, you know, to be a guide, not a general, like there, there mm-hmm. is a time and a place obviously to have, to exercise authority, but be intentional about getting to know your student. What, what do they love? what excites them and building that relationship, which then gives you more influence and more opportunity to have some of those deeper conversations and gives them the comfort to come to you with some of those um, questions that they're inevitably going to have as they kind of walk through life. So I love that intentionality of trying to figure out who each one is and then using that as leverage to really get to know them. Yeah, And I, I would Lots. echo what you're saying, Chris, that one of the kickers, and it's hard, is transferring from being authoritarian in your children's lives to being a coach. Mm. 
And But it's the best advice I could give parents of teenagers because at some point they will be released and they will be on their own. So you have the ability to give them some of that freedom under your own roof so that you can coach them through mistakes. But if you, uh, you know, we have this phrase that we're all familiar with, helicopter parents, but in youth ministry, we meet lawnmower parents. So they're a whole nother mm-hmm. level of hover. Mm-hmm. They're down uh, in the nitty gritty. And yeah. I remember specifically, you know, meeting with a mom and dad one time that had a legal pad with a hundred rules they wanted their child to follow. And they were frustrated wow. that their uh, child wasn't following them. And I kind of laughed and I hurt their feelings, but I said, listen, God gave us 10 and we couldn't even keep those. <laughs> so maybe got to lighten up a little bit and uh, just again, coach your kids. And it doesn't mean that there shouldn't be respect uh, and all the other good things that build a home. But at some point you got to let go and you, you really got to coach them. And I promise you, they'll come back. I have all three of my kids are married. Uh, we're grandparents now and uh, some beautiful conversations based off of uh, coaching and letting them go. Yeah, I am definitely thankful that those are not my parents because a hundred rules, I would have been in trouble a lot, even more than I already was. Well, as we think through maybe an encouragement for parents potentially listening, maybe for moms that are in this taking the lead currently, and then also maybe thinking through an encouragement for for dads to step up and lead, is there anything, Todd, that you might be able to offer in terms of, of that realm? Sure. Yeah. I, so uh, it's no secret to those who know me, I was raised by a single mom. So I, I had a dad that left early on and God did me a huge favor. And I had two grandpas that stepped into my life and I had other men in the church who rallied around me and taught me. And so if you're a single mom, or you're a mom who's a believer and your husband's not, uh, definitely uh, try to get other men involved uh, from your church. You know, specifically, you know, if you have a, a dad or a grandpa in the in the equation, man, and they're a Christ follower, get them involved because uh, they'll be able to love your kids in just a beautiful way. And I treasure the memories I have from my grandparents. And it doesn't take away from anything that my mom did, but it meant a lot to me. And then as far as dads go. I'll share a sobering stat with you that I read when I was in studying youth ministry in the 80s. And I know for uh, Caleb and Chris, that seems like a long time ago. Uh, but for a lot of the moms and dads in this area, you can remember the 80s. And it was this. Instead of a mom or dad both believed the same thing and took their kids to church, about 95% of those kids stayed in the faith. If a mom or dad, only one of them were a believer, specifically a mom, then the stats dropped as low as 15% of the kids stayed in church. But if a dad believed and took his kids to church and the mom didn't, 85% of those kids stayed in the faith. That's a sobering stat for a dad. Dads, if you're more interested in watching a game uh, than getting into God's word, uh, realize uh, that the responsibility of your child's soul is uh, it's laid upon you. Uh, just those stats and even what we've observed in youth ministry, if something's important to a dad, it's going to be important to the kid. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean to lose heart moms uh, because I remember seeing my mom pray all the time and it made a huge difference in my life. But dads, uh, you, I mean, biblically you have the responsibility to lead. And so uh, take that charge serious because uh, you're talking about eternity here and uh, your kids. And so I can't think of a more precious mission uh, to live out. 
So what would you say, Todd, are the dangers of not taking the primary role in discipling and maybe just letting that go or or punting on that responsibility? Sure. I think we're all thinking of the same statements we've either heard in person or on TV. I'm just going to let my own kid figure it out, you know, and I will tell you, if you are not discipling your kids, someone else will. Mm. And so uh, bottom line, uh, they're going to be looking for role models and they will be looking for leadership somewhere. So uh, in a vacuum, uh, the rule is it will always be filled. And so if you're not there, they're going to fill it. And I think uh, all of us have experienced this in parenting where maybe we've made a misstep here or there and we see our kids going astray. I think of uh, so many different great quotes. Gracia Burnham visited our church one time and she, uh, if you don't know her story, you can look it up, but she was a missionary who was abducted with her husband. Her husband and her uh, were in the jungles of the Philippines for over a year. And on the rescue attempt, her husband was killed. But years go by and she was in our church and she was speaking to probably five, 600 parents and their kids. And she had us all play along with her when she said, you kids are taught to go to school and make good. And everyone's like, grades. She's like, good. And if you get good grades, you'll get into a good. And she's, and everyone said college. And if you get into a good college, you'll get a good. And everyone said job. And if you get a good job, you'll make lots of, and everyone said money. And of course, you know, Nova nailed this test. Uh, everybody crushed it. And then she looked at everybody and she said, isn't that sad? And you could have heard a pin drop in that room. She says, where's that in the Bible? And I'm not taken away from good grades, good colleges, good jobs, and making a decent salary. But the point is, is that scriptural? Is that what our life is to be about? And I can't find it in there. I can see a lot of people that God loved and that God used uh, that didn't have anything. I think of my grandfather, the one that poured into me. At 96, he was broke and he uh, finished out his life in a trailer. Uh, But he pastored a small country church uh, till the day he died, basically. And I think he's uh, eternally rich. And so moms and dads, the danger of not taking the lead in discipling uh, your kids is that someone else will and no telling what the results will be. Very sobering. Well, thank you so much, Todd, for being willing to just jump on here and just equip, encourage, and exhort our parents. We appreciate all that you do for our church and just you taking time to to spend with us. So thank you so much, Todd. Thank, thank you, Todd. Absolutely. No, it's a joy serving with you guys. And again, just one final shout out to moms and dads. I would encourage you, uh, don't go it alone. One of the biggest mistakes we make as parents is thinking that our boy or our girl is the only one that's ever made a mistake. And that's simply a lie from the devil. All you have to think about is uh, who's raising them. I mean, we have a sin nature, so we should uh, not be surprised that our kids have one too. Uh, But uh, get involved with other parents and be encouraged because you can learn together and you can also be encouraged together. So that's kind of the final charge for you moms and dads. So appreciate this time, guys. Thank you. All right, parents. So our family challenge this week, a little bit based on what we've been talking about. So we want to encourage you as families to do two things with each of your children this week, to find some intentional time with them this week. And one, to discuss the recent message from this past Sunday. And 
one of the things that we uh, can help as a student ministry and as a family ministry and children's ministry is that we actually put on our website, mclanebible.org backslash resources, some questions for younger children, some questions for middle school and high school age children. And those are all based off of the Sunday sermon. And even some of them are based off of the reading plan throughout the week. So maybe this week, uh, pick one or two of those questions. You don't have to go through all of them, but pick one or two of those questions and try to find an intentional time with each of your children this week to have a one-on-one conversation where you just ask them a little bit about what they heard on Sunday and maybe if they have any questions or maybe even probe a little bit on some of the questions that were um, tricky or that they could use a little help thinking and processing through. And then the second thing that we encourage you to do is with each of your children is to then have a conversation strictly about something that they really enjoy. And so you heard Pastor Todd mentioned that he kind of knew some of the things that each of his children liked and enjoyed and was able to explore with them and go deeper with them in those areas, mainly just to build a great friendship and great relationship. And so our, our encouragement for you this week is have a conversation that has nothing to do with spiritual things, nothing to do with school, just about something they really enjoy. Maybe there's a book they read recently that they really are eager to talk about or a movie that they saw or or maybe a conversation with a friend or maybe something in the arts related but chris what if a student says that they're interested in justin bieber then um what we do at that point is we record them singing the song and then we we save it and then about 10 years later we we look back and we watch and we laugh at them together why you I'm curious because that's a curious question to ask. You have two very young daughters. Um, that's not something you'd be experiencing just quite yet, right? No, no. One would surely hope their daughter's not singing baby, baby. Yeah, I was just asking, you know, point of reference in case parents were going through that. Asking for a friend, maybe. Asking for a friend, some would say. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's what we have for you parents this week just encourage you with that have some great conversations and maybe in our continue to email us questions or maybe even a comment about a conversation that you had and we'd love to hear love to be encouraged by some of the conversations that you're having this week don't forget to email us questions or comments at parent podcast at mclanebible.org thanks for joining us today we hope this was helpful for you Don't forget, you can subscribe to this channel to receive all of the newest podcasts, as well as to submit questions, you can email us at parentpodcast at mclanebible.org.